It's the Larry Kudlow Show. Free market prosperity starts here. Now, here's Larry Kudlow. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. Join us during the week, Fox Business, 4 to 5 p.m., Monday through Friday. The name of the show is Kudlow. And you can live stream us here, LarryKudlowShow.com, on the Internet, throughout the country, around the world, and throughout the solar system. We need to talk about this big stock market week. My goodness, the Dow Jones was up almost 2,000 points. The NASDAQ up 777 points, and the S&P 500, 257 points. So that's big. And also, interest rates are coming down, despite the fact that uh, Jay Powell, the Fed chair, has been telling us how tough the Fed is going to be about inflation. We still have lots of inflation. He's growing hair in his chest, and yet the market is saying no. Rates are going down, not up. Stocks are going up, not down. So to explain all of this, we have Stephanie Link, Chief Investment Strategist of Hightower Advisors and Head of Investment Solutions, and Nancy Tengler, CEO and Chief Investment Officer, Laffer Tengler Investments, which has a five-star Morningstar rating, which means she knows what she's doing. I think she knows what she's doing. I hope so. Same with Stephanie. All right, kids, big week. Is this uh, a relief rally, or is this the beginning of something new and wonderful? I begin with you, Stephanie Link. <laughs> well, I think it is a relief rally for the, for the time <laughs> being, because yeah. I do think that um, I think that there's still a lot of unknowns, Larry. I mean, you, you touched on it, right? Interest rates are coming down. Uh, the, the, the core PCE yesterday, which is the inflation metric that we know the Fed looks at, Looks like it uh, has peaked. I think it's too early to say that, but that's what people are thinking. Uh, it came in at 4.9% year over year versus 5.2% year over year last month. So it does look like it is in the in the kind of peakish area. And then, of course, the market now, as a result of both of those things, uh, expects Powell and team to be easier. Um, the Atlanta Fed, as we know, came out with a revised GDP number this week of 1.8% for the second quarter. Uh, and that is down. Uh, it was north of 2% beforehand. So we're seeing a slowdown. We're seeing inflation hit some of the consumers. And we're seeing uh, some of the hiring that we've been hearing about, uh, that we're, we're getting hiring freezes. So I think you have a relief rally because maybe the Fed is not as draconian, but I just think it's too early to, to say that with any kind of certainty. That being said, I just say one thing. I'm sure Nancy has seen this, too, and observed this, too. The um, Russell 1000 growth index is down. Even with the rally this week, it's down 21% year to date. The Russell 1000 value is only down 4% year to date. Uh, so you had, you've had this past week a reversion back to growth, back to technology, because if you think that the Fed is not going to be that, that, uh, that tight and growth is going to slow, you're going to want to own growth. I, again, I think all that's premature, but that's what's going on. Yeah, go ahead, Nancy Tangler. What do you think? Well, first, um, I, I want to thank you for your, your intro on Decoration Day, Larry. I come from a long line of military service, and that was that was sobering and um, and much needed. So thank you. Thank you. Um, well, thank I'm, you. I'm so, you're welcome. I'm so glad you asked Stephanie first, 
And, and you and I have sort of gone back and forth on this a little bit, that the Fed would be able to raise as much as um, indicated. They've done a fantastic – this is one area I'll compliment them on. They've done a fantastic job in using rhetoric uh, to encourage the market to do the heavy lifting. And that's exactly what's happened. The bond market has raised rates while the Fed was just talking about it. Uh, and now we hear Bullard say, well, we may take a pause in September. September is uh, pretty darn close to the midterm elections. Call me a cynic. I think that's probably a little bit um, politically driven. And and we've we've sort of stopped the bleeding from an earnings standpoint. This has been I've characterized this as the sell everything on the news market. And and I um, I imagine Steph would would agree with this to some extent. You know, we saw Snapchat miss on uh, or warn on advertising. Well, they had already missed earnings on April 21st. And suddenly the market took Facebook down 10 percent. Um, Snapchat is no Facebook. I don't think Snapchat is necessarily a, a canary in the coal mine, but probably a company company that doesn't have as good of a model. And that's what we saw in retail as well. So if you're paying attention to the underlying numbers, the, the, the consumer has not retreated. The savings has slowed down, but they're, they're still saving and they still have, uh, I mean, the revised GDP numbers, they were saving over, they saved over a trillion dollars in the first quarter. Uh, and that's on top of two trillion in excess pre-pandemic. So I, I think the reality is somewhere in between as it always is with the market. And I agree, this is a bit of a relief rally. Um, we, we really expect the market to right size in the fourth quarter. Well, look at you just, so if the underlying inflation rate is, is let's say, Four to five percent, according to the uh, PCE report we had yesterday. All right, the Fed funds rate ought to be five or six percent if you're going to mm-hmm. knock inflation out. Now they have mm-hmm. not yet started. Uh, they they're still increasing bonds, but they they haven't started capping their portfolio yet and working it lower. They're not mm-hmm. going to defend the bond market the way they have been for the past several years. Uh, The economy is growing around 2%. As I said, GDP now is 1.9%. That's the latest reading from the Atlanta Fed. I know that's subject to lots of changes, blah, 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 blah. It's just, Stephanie, it's just hard for me to understand why market rates have been coming down. The 10 years back to two and three quarter percent. Um, I'm very suspicious and skeptical of that. And therefore, I'm very suspicious and skeptical of this market rally. Mm-hmm. I, I think that people did not do their homework on the first quarter GDP numbers um, because Three. the GDP numbers were heavily influenced by very volatile things, inventories and exports, right? Mm-hmm. If you look at underneath the surface, consumption was actually quite strong and business investment was actually quite strong. Right. So I'm in your camp. I'm in your camp, Larry. I, people just took that negative number and they extrapolated it and said, okay, then all of a sudden we now have a consumer that's kind of sh- a little shaky based on some of the company earnings reports that we've received. Uh, and so they're saying, you know, consumer 70% of U.S. GDP. And so they're saying, okay, now we're going to, we're on our way to another negative quarter in the C- second C- quarter, or, C- or C- we're just going to see a lot slower growth in general. And C plus, well, C plus I was, C plus I was 3.9%. I know. 
I know. That's a, I know. Right. I'm just saying uh, the economy is right. If the if if the falling stuff, well, I don't mean to interrupt, but if no, if okay. low if falling rates are predicting a recession, I would be very leery of that recession. Yeah. I mean, there may be a recession out there next year after the Fed gets done tightening this year. But right now, I don't know. Color me skeptical. Well, I think we are also seeing a transition within the consumer from goods to services. And in Mm -hmm. fact, the second revision to GDP we got on Thursday, and it showed that goods uh, consumption was flat. But services rose 4.8%. And why do we root for services? It's 70% of U.S. consumption. So we are rooting for services to do well, and that is all about the reopen. So I would agree with you. Underneath the surface, I think the economy is much stronger. I do not see a recession this year, possibly next year. We don't know what's going to happen next year. But this year, I think there's too much still momentum in the economy and you can't take a couple of reports from Walmart and Target and extrapolate that the consumer is dead. I just don't think you can do that. All right, let's take right. a quick break. Come back to all this. Nancy Tangler of uh, Laffer Tangler Investments, Stephanie Link of Hightower Advisors. I'm Larry Kudlow. We will be right back with much more on stocks. Now back to the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. We're talking stocks with Stephanie Link, Chief Investment Strategist, Hightower Investors, Head of Investment Solutions. And Nancy Tangler, CEO and Chief Investment Officer, Laver Tangler Investments. Nancy, I uh, want to get your take on the strategy. Just want to add one little factoid. I just actually noticed this. Uh, crude oil finished the week at $115. I didn't even realize that. $115. Whatever happened to the Spro sale? Anyway, Nancy Tangler, what do you do here? Um, you, you be disciplined and focused. Uh, we put a, a lot of money to work week before last. Our clients have been sending us money, uh, not taking money out. That's always, it could be a contrary indicator, but we have very smart clients, obviously. And so uh, I'm quite encouraged <laughs> by it. <laughs> They're sending the money for the right reason uh, and, 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 and sort of exhorting us to put it to work. So we've done a couple of things. In August of 2020, we said, uh, when the 10-year Treasury yield hit 50 basis points or 0.5%, we said bo- that bonds were riskier than stocks. And so we began moving our clients into our alternative strategy. We added some to convertibles. Uh, and then last year, uh, Arthur Laffer Jr. runs a, a also five-star rated uh, inflation strategy, dynamic inflation strategy. And uh, we've been moving clients into that as well. And um Staying away from bonds for the most part, though we've just now started to re-enter in the last couple of weeks and building ladders for our clients. But our equity strategy is an equity income strategy, so it's defensive by nature. Uh, You get growing dividend growth. So I've I've really been encouraging um, listeners on the shows I appear on to focus on dividend growth because that's Mm -hmm. the ultimate hedge against inflation if your income is growing and you own stock. And so those names are not hard to find. Dividend season or first quarter dividend announcements were extraordinarily robust in my experience. And, you know, many years ago, Tony Spear and I wrote a book called Relative Dividend Yield. And and that's what we utilize as our metric to buy stocks. But that's a little um, in the weeds. What's really important is that management set dividend based on what they think long-term sustainable earnings power is. And so in that case, we've gotten some pretty good indication from management that they still see a robust Mm. business 
cycle. Target, uh, I'm sorry, Lowe's just announced a 30% dividend increase. And they, by the way, um, were able to expand their margins last quarter. So great management teams that know how to execute and and then dividend growers, and you'll be happy, I think, that you've you've invested here. Yeah, no, no, I I love the dividend play. I think it's exactly right. And the trickier the times, even more important to have a dividend play. So I think I think you're spot Agreed. on, uh, Stephanie. Did, how are you on the dividend play, and how are you on bonds? Yeah, I mean, I think when uh, I've got to tell you, when our I started getting a lot of phone calls when the ten year got uh, hit over three percent, and our advisors were just saying. Why wouldn't I just put some money into bonds? I mean, we haven't been able to get anything out of bonds in years, and now it's at three percent. And it's it, interestingly the the bond markets rallied. I I don't think you really want to you don't want to be in that sixty forty mode for sure. Uh, you would you do want to look at other things within that forty uh, com, uh, composition, and that is alternatives, and it is convertibles, and that is dividend growing companies. So um, I, uh, I I own uh, a fair amount of companies that have dividends. I prefer dividend growth and, and high dividends. Um, and um, I think companies, what's been really ex- very exciting this year has been companies are, are, are flush with cash. Free cash flow is, is just pouring in. And you asked about energy. Well, I mean, they're making so much money that they're issuing special dividends. They're not only mm-hmm. increasing the dividends and buying back their stock, but they're mm-hmm. special dividends. And they, this is a group that is not known for that. You know, it's a boom and bust kind of group. But over the last several years, they've heard the words from shareholders that they want them to be more ESG friendly, clean energy uh, and, uh, you know, responsible and uh, responsible investments and to return shareholder uh, cash to shareholders. And that's exactly what they're doing. It's interesting about energy. So about a year and a half ago, energy was only 2% of the S&P 500 in terms of a weighting. Today, it is just shy of 5%. Hmm. Back in the day, you'll remember this, Larry, and maybe about Nancy, too, 10. it got as high as 19%. Right? Uh, right. Yes, right, of right, course. Right. By the way, you mentioned ESG. How can they take Elon Musk off ESG? <laughs> he's, the, he's, he's the original E. I mean, he's making electric cars, and they took him off? Really? I know. I, I, know. Huh? Well, I mean, I know it has nothing to do with the fact that he's for free speech and voting Republican. Well, but but and, and it's so arbitrary, right? I mean, <laughs> the poor the guy. They're throwing stewardesses at him, and they're taking him off the ESG list. And oh my God, I can't. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know that has nothing to do with anything, but it's just you know my mind works in very strange ways. Um, is anybody, either of you, you going to buy oil? Or are you going to buy commodities? Two questions real quick. Nancy Tangler, yeah. would you buy oil? Would you buy commodity indexes? We run a strategy that um, invests in the metals and miners uh, that will drive planetary decarbonization. And we hedge it with oil because we're realists. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there, I mean, it is at, obviously at super high levels. Um, but I think some of the commodities, because of the supply, I mean, the greenies are squeezing us on both sides, not just oil. They don't want to let you mine for the metals that right. um, that, that right. will drive electric vehicles. So right. the supply-demand issue alone is compelling. I mean, Steph, commodities have uh, weakened quite a bit. Uh, I don't think mm-hmm. the ag index is that, but the rest of them have weakened a lot. 
Well, I'll tell you what, if the Fed backs down, I'm not saying they are, but if they back down, commodities are going through the roof. Yeah. Uh, I am double yeah. my I am double my benchmark weighting in energy and I also like copper very much. Can't get that. Ooh. That's very hard to mine. Ooh. And uh, free, right. uh, Freeport McMoran is what and that goes into electric cars, right? So um yeah. yeah, so that's really where I'm at in the commodity world. I kinda like that. I I mean, <laughs> geez, you know, we had all this Fed breast beating, we're going to conquer inflation, we're going to do, I mean, literally, Jay Powell took a shirt off and you could see the hair growing on his chest. <laughs> and now the entire market is saying, no, it's not going to happen. They're going to back off. There's really no inflation. It's really only 4%, not 10%. I, I don't get all this. I mean, I'm kind of baffled by all this myself. I think you ladies are right, though. D- dividends look good to me. That's probably... Wait, the, the, come on, the bond, the ten-year bond's going to three and a half percent. The ten-year bond should that with an inflation rate. Say the inflation rate is four. Okay, how can you have a two and three quarters percent ten-year forever? How can you even a two percent funds rate? If the inflation rate is four, that's twice their target. Well, well I, I'd like to ask you a question. They shrink the balance sheet, right? They haven't even started that. They haven't started right. yet. That is correct. Yeah. They have not started yeah. yet. You, you want a good contrary thing, Nancy Tendler? I, I think Stephanie's got it. Buy the commodities. Yeah, no, contrary. and we are. And copper is four times as much copper goes into an electric vehicle than a combustible engine vehicle, not to mention the other applications in, in green energy. So I, I'm willing to make money on anything for our clients, and, and that's why we've, you know, we've directed them in that direction, but we've kept our hedge on oil. And you know, to Steph's earlier point, EOG Resources is a perfect – picture of an energy company that not only doubled their dividend in the last year, but they've paid three specials and announced a fourth. So $1, $2, $1, and the, the next one is buck eighty, And that's mm. one of our largest energy holdings. So mm. I, I think your your listeners should you know be paying attention to the, the, the dividend growers as a way to, to, to sort of hide and provide protection, but also to uh, grow their income over time. Stephanie Link, you, you own Twitter? No, I, I did in the past, uh, and I, I was, it was really a trading kind of a stock because they could never execute, which is exactly why Elon Musk is coming in, coming in and wanting to take them private. Um, but I don't, think, I don't think the risk-reward makes any bit of sense. I mean, he, he doesn't make any bit of sense, right? So <laughs> it's, not trading on fun, it's not trading on fundamentals, and, and, and that's what I do. And you know that. That's what Nancy does. That's what I do. We look at fundamentals. We look at balance sheets and free cash flow and, and market share data and all that stuff. And, and it, this should be a much better-run company, and, I, and maybe Elon can do it, but I don't think it's going to be at the initial price that he actually uh, offered for it. Nancy Tengler, do you own Tesla? No, I have in the past. Uh, when he started smoking a bong and drinking whiskey on the Joe Rogan show and sleeping on the floor of the factory, we, we had taken a double. And I said, I think this is more like gambling. What I missed, Larry, was that Larry Ellison came onto his board. Yes. And we, in the old days, we used to buy and sell Oracle based on whether or not Larry was was uh, sailing around the world. (laughs) Terrific. (laughs) Terrific. Ladies, this is the best. Stephanie Link and Nancy Tengler, best of the best. I'm Cudlow, folks. Stick around. We're going to do Money and Politics with Steve Moore and um, Liz Peek. And the question is whether Donald Trump is going to run for president or not. Please stick around. 